Welcome to this Eat, Talk, Sleep podcast, where we are going to discuss today, should we as Christians be AV-only Christians? Or in other words, should we only use the King James Bible? With me today... I have two wonderful colleagues as well. So Ryan and Josh. Hi guys. Hope you're doing well. How's it all hanging for you? Yeah, it's great. Thanks, Michael. And hello everyone. So I'm Josh. Um, so for those who can't see my name plate. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been doing well. I'm just chugging along with life and all that jazz. It sounds like an exciting life, Josh. <laughs> chugging along with life. Just, just plodding along. Um, <laughs> Well, sing- sometimes that's all you can do, isn't it? <laughs> that's very true. And seeing the sights, of course, as well, which is uh, always good to be outside. I love being outside. Do you know what? Today, night, it's been really raining, but I still went outside because it was nice to do so. Good boy. Good I boy. know. Get in the exercise. Also with us is Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Just how you doing? Good evening. Um, yeah, I'm doing well. I am looking forward to talking about translations. Um, very important topic, so it'd be great to get our teeth into this. Indeed, Bible translations. Now, this is probably something that well, a lot of people have conversations about. What Bible translations are best translation to use, and should we be AV only? I mean, the amount of conversations I've had with people about this topic is really, really uh, quite often, um, which probably isn't a good thing. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, because obviously as we, as we as Christians, we want to be discussing you know, the bigger issues, the bigger topics, so Christ and uh, the cross, you know, that surely should be our, our goal. But this does come up time and time again. So, guys, what do you think? Should we as believers just be AV only? What do you guys think about that? No. No? Oh. Josh goes out with a strong no, Ryan. Well, I am, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess we ought to, yeah, to tell you why, or to, I should tell you why I think that. Um, but first of all, I would, you know, like acknowledge, you know, where where people are coming from with when they say, you know, why should we be AV only? Why should we only use the King James Version? So the King James Version has been the most influential English Bible translation of all time. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, the, the the countless lives that have been changed through its use over the past 500 years is, you know, innumerable. You know, we will never know, not not till we get to those pearly gates, uh, how many people have been saved through uh, reading the King James Bible, how many people have been influenced. It's an excellent translation. It, uh, you know, was light years ahead of its ahead of its time when it was first published in 1611. And you know it was it was put in in contemporary English of the day. It was put in words that lay people could understand. There were no uh, that they removed a lot of the uh, the Catholic hang-ons that had been uh, kind of plaguing our translations for years. And you know so that is is undeniable. There's no there's no denying uh, that it is a fantastic translation and it has been you know the the bulwark. Um, for, for many Christians over the past 500 years. I completely agree, and, and we should make that note, shouldn't we, is that it has been such an important uh, book, such an important Bible. I mean, if you look at all the Puritans and you look at 
Spurgeon. They, they, they use the AV Bible. Yeah, even, even going into the 20th century and, and still in the 21st century, there are many uh, good preachers of the word who, who still hold on to the AV. I mean, two that come to mind are Martin Lloyd-Jones and, and also Peter Masters. In, indeed. And I mean, I agree with you, Josh, in that, that I'm not AV only. Uh, like yourself, I don't believe that we should just be using the AV. But again, like yourself, completely acknowledge its historic legacy. I mean, as a historian, let's just take this as an example. It's probably one of the most influential books and its impact. On it the is English the most influential well, book, yeah. yeah Above I, I, Shakespeare, honestly, like I've, I've, I've looked into this and, you know, the influence of Tyndale and, and other, I mean, obviously, you know, their translations was kind of uh, part of the background of, of the King James Bible. But the King James Bible, you know, its influence on the English language and the development of our language, you know, it, its influence is second to none. Even Shakespeare doesn't even come close uh, because of the, you know, the word choices, which were so, you know, which we just take for granted today. Uh, but, you know, you oft, often you trace, I mean, what, Proverbs and other, other things, you know, much that's in our parlance today, you know, we can trace back to the King James Version. 100%. And even phrases that come from the King James versions also do still stay with us today as well in some cases. So it has a massive legacy in our language and our culture as well. So yeah, we're not bashing the AV uh, for any of these reasons. No, we think it's it's a wonderful book in it and a wonderful it's a Bible. Beautiful, beautiful translation. I mean, the, the yeah. poetry. I mean, I've I've sat in the pew listening to someone reading from the AV and I've been following in a more modern translation and just you know want to throw my modern translation away not that i would ever do such a thing because who could throw a bible away but you know because it is just so beautiful and you know so simple yet so you know rich and alive uh, you know in such a way which you know is 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 very remarkable even after all these years that the fact that is so you know still such a beautiful translation and still so poetic and uh, i don't think it will ever be perhaps ever be matched uh, for that yeah, I think you're right there. Ryan, what do you think? Because we heard from myself and Josh. Now let's hear from you. Are you in the AV only camp? Um, I'm not. I tend to use the AV quite regularly. Um, I mean, I use it quite frequently for study. Um, it's actually often the one I go to most. Um, but I'm not AV only. And my reasons are actually quite simple in that I think back to the Reformation and we have to not lose sight of the fact that the Reformation didn't just take place in, in England. It also took place in Germany um, in, and in Switzerland. And as someone who speaks more than one language, um, I found a lot from the Luther Bible as almost the equivalent of the King James, if you will. Um, and I think that's very important that if we look at the Reformation history, there were multiple translations that come out that came out of that in different tongues. And I think that's very important for us to remember. However, I think for many of you who are going to be with us listening to this, um, you know, the Luther Bible, the Geneva Bible in their French and German translations, respectively, probably going to not mean anything to you. But I think the AV is very important because what it does is it 
as as with the Luther Bible, it's a way in which, as we said, it it standardised the English language in an important way historically for doing that. So a similar impact was seen with the Luther Bible. Um, so I think when we look at the translations from the Reformation era, we shouldn't lose sight of these different ones, but we should that doesn't detract from its its significant impact. Um, and I think, you know, I'm a big fan of J.A.R. Tolkien. And a lot of the way in which I was able to access, um, I read Silmarillion earlier this year. Nice. And I I was only able to really read that through because I had used the King James and understood the language and understood where Tolkien was coming from. And that's amazing. Um, that by engaging the, those words in the AV, it does make you very... It engages with the English language very well. So I think it has a very important role. But again, like I said, we should not lose sight of the fact that there are other lang translations in different languages that were important in the Reformation. So as Reformed Christians, we should still um, be context as broader European um, context. Yeah, 100%. That's a good point to make. You know, that Reformation isn't just an English thing, um, which we do get stuck in, don't we, in that rut sometimes where England's from the flag is not actually that case. Um, Josh, let's, let's go, back, go back to you for a second. So why don't yeah. you think then that we should be AV only? What, what is about the AV that you don't like? Or what is about it that makes you not want to be AV only, I guess, is what I'm asking. I would say the main reason for me is the fact that the AV was written in the language of the day. And if you look, if you look at scripture, you know, in, even in the original Hebrew and Greek, you know, the Greek that was used was the common Greek. It wasn't the high, you know, Greek that you find in some of the classics. You know, it, it was it was uh, crude. You know, it, it, I, I think many people probably look down on it for that reason. You know, but it was written in the language of the people. You know, this isn't some, you know, socialist thing or you know, up the workers or anything. But that that's just the way it, the way it was. You know, uh, that was how it was as written. Michael's cringing. <laughs> but yeah we're here we're actually i know advocating uh communism <laughs> so there we go no we just switch off now no um but yeah it was always it's always been written in in the language of the people the the, the common tongue and the fact is now you know in uh 410 years we have moved on you know the there are many words in the av which to modern ears do not make sense you know there are I mean, there are references to unicorns and things like that in, in the Old Testament. You know, there's there's other language which, you know, we now consider to be very outdated. This isn't just something to keep us politically correct or to be, you know, applying the 21st century culture. This is this is genuine, genuinely going to be a, a big stumbling block for many people. You know, if we're using, um, if we are using these outdated words, uh, we're, we're not going to resonate with these people. And... Uh, this isn't this isn't a compromise because you know the the King James wasn't the you know the, the Bible that God gave us. God gave us the Bible, um, and we believe it to be you know His infallible Word. But we believe it to be infallible uh, in the original Hebrew and Greek and uh, Aramaic that it was that it was given. And we don't believe the King James Bible to be infallible. I mean, in fact, we know it's not. We know there are you know now you know looking back uh, or. or you know, digging, digging, uh, digging further back, we can see that there are many manuscripts which have been revealed where, you know, it shows that the AV, you know, they, they, because they were relying on uh, more recent manuscripts from the, 
medieval period, whereas now we have access to a greater variety. Uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls, for instance, you know, there are, there are many other manuscripts which have been unearthed, which reveal that, you know, there are certain passages which, uh, you know, have, have perhaps been uh, adapted slightly or, you know, just, you know, slight modifications which perhaps change, you know, a word or two, not, not changing the meaning significantly. Um, but yeah, Michael, I can see your well, we, and that's I don't want to come in and and you know take over there, Josh. But yeah, I mean that was quite a common thing in, anyway for manuscripts because people used to copy them down, and occasionally words would change or things like that could change occasionally. So that was quite a common ca case throughout history of like maybe a word just changing somewhere or or, or whatnot. And you, you mentioned something as well uh, about about common tongue. Some words in the AV today mean very mean something very different in our own language today. Like words actually change meaning. This is this is a thing. Words throughout history change meaning, and so the word that the AV used means something completely different in our own context. So we have to always be very careful of that in 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 language choices. I mean, we can think about words changing, can't we? In the last forty years in in England, not our parents' generation or grandparents' generation would have used words that today mean completely different things. And they do use words that mean different things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you imagine that going back 400 years, there's going to be a lot of words which are problematic. And the common tongue is so important. As long as you don't lose what the passage is saying, that is crucial. The AV does have some good words in there. I like the word, it uses the word awful sometimes because it really does bring home mm -hmm the kind of the serious nature of it all and some of the other words are really lovely but it's in the grand scheme of the text which i think is the issue that i find and then take the common tongue the bible is currently being translated in so many different tongues right now so we can reach different people groups which is fantastic they aren't being translated into like ancient or you know early modern variants of the language they're translated in, into variants which they can understand today so we should be doing the same with our Bible as well, that we can understand it, that we can give to people, that we can explain to people, that we can sit alongside them and go, this is what the passage is about. And that they go, yeah, I can see where you're going here. I can see where he's going, rather than just going, well, that's a word that looks a bit weird. Like, it's accessible. Uh, and don't get me wrong, we all believe here that God moves through the word. And it's God who moves and changes hearts. We all believe that, don't we? I hope so. Um, but we don't want to make a, a barrier, you know, literally, we don't want to create just a man-made barrier that, you know, people will go. Yeah. And, and what we're, what we're talking about here is not, you know, we're not saying don't read the AV, never read the AV, <laughs> you know, like there is, there are tons, there is tons you can learn from the way the AV brings out the meaning of a text. I mean, it is, it is a very, very good literal translation, you know, or, you know like word for word translation. Uh, it's not, it's not like a dynamic equivalent or a meaning for meaning, you know, it is a, an excellent literal translation. But, you know, it's not, I think we have to understand and recognise also that it's not the most accurate translation because of these, you know, these older, more uh, more authentic manuscripts that we have, that have been unearthed. Um, but yeah, I think there is definitely a place for, for reading the AV, you know, personally, um, in in a church. Well, obviously, that's a decision the church has, has, has to make. Um, 100%, 100%. Yeah, yeah it just you've got to understand that it's perhaps not the most accessible translation. And if you're trying to reach out to people and you know, reach people who 
yeah all right they may well be familiar with Shakespeare but most people probably aren't they're not they're not they don't care <laughs> yeah they you know they, they want to know what the deal is in as few words as possible in in their own language and in their own tongue and, and if we're talking in uh, you know the in AV terms AV terms using Shakespeare language I really don't think we're going to be able to get the gospel across to people obviously the Holy Spirit is the work of the Holy Spirit but it's yeah uses us we're his vessels I'm into that and I just got to ask a question now how many of us here have owns AV I know I do Wine does I have quite a few (laughs) mostly family heirlooms and I couldn't bear to chuck them away or anything so i have i have stacks <laughs> well there we go so we all have an av ryan does as well i do josh does we will have av so there we go we're not anti the av at all also um as an evangelical anglican um i'm very strong with the book of common prayer which is based on the king james language of the king james they actually directly use that in my so i've got a a prayer book of bcp from the early 1950s from my welsh great-grandmother she gave it to me um and it is very important um you know especially in liturgy it is used and it's important to appreciate that however if we come back to this idea of accessibility and creating stumbling blocks i if i was to speak to a new believer i had a friend who went to Waterstones and bought a new Bible. And I asked him, what did you buy? And he said, I bought a King James. He says, how are you getting on with that? I says, I don't really understand it. I'm struggling. And and this is very important. I think that it, it has its place in study, you know, especially in church. It has its place when we're doing like studies with like multiple people to have an AV open. Like we do this, we do a Psalm study. So Josh... Um, Michael and I, we're, we're in a psalm study, and I will have my AV open, I'll use my AV, but what we're doing is we're comparing, we're juxtapositioning mm. that translation. It's not an either otherwise. or, it's a, it's a both and. <laughs> like a juxtaposition, essentially, mm. where, and me and Michael, we when we started our Isaiah study, do you remember, we, um, I remember printing out like the AV and the NIV and the ESV, and we and we and we went through it, and that was really. I thought it was really. They're, they're not. They're not competing against each other. They're compl- no. they can complement each other. Because yeah, they all bring out a slightly different aspect of the text. Precisely. It's not to say what you know, and one might be, you know, technically more accurate. Um, well, but, let's talk about it for a second. So we're not AV only, but we believe in using many different Bibles, don't we? Um, let's name a few Bibles that you know we think are you know good and useful i mean i know the the old and iv especially are very helpful um the esv something that we, we all have i think and all own very proudly the esv um, <laughs> <Very> proudly. <laughs> but i also use the lt for example the new living translation Ooh. i know some people might think i've gone insane but the new the new living translation so that's a parallel like, paraphrase translation right it generally is paraphrased yeah and i wouldn't use it as a sole Bible to use, okay? I'm not gonna just say, you know, if you're gonna have a study one, one you're gonna use just to do your Bible reading with, I wouldn't recommend it for that. But have alongside the other, mm-hmm. the others, it's a perfect one for mm. that because- it, Especially for the more difficult part. I mean, I use the yeah. message, you know, <laughs> shock horror. I use the message for the same purpose because not not as a translation, you know, it, but like just sometimes 
I mean, often they can be a bit off off the track, um, but 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 sometimes you know the the way they bring out the meaning of the text is is actually really helpful, and they they you know they've they've actually grasped that original meaning. I mean, sometimes they are they aren't um, uh, aren't brilliant and aren't completely on the mark, um, but most times I find I find just turning to the message quite helpful. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good one to use. Um, any other ones people have people use quite a lot, or are they the main ones that we've we've all used? The North American Standard is is a very good. The NASB is is a very good translation, you know, comparable to the uh, ESV or the New King James. Um, but I imagine it gets the spellings wrong though. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's one of the problems with the New King James as well. It's all there. There isn't an anglicised version. I mean, what is this? I, I mean, that, that's interesting. That is really to, to think about as well, but. I mean, Ryan, I think you're about to say something, were you? Or did I... Yeah, well, I, I think I have a very different perspective on this because, I, I, I mean, I use the ESV. I'm very strong. I, I use the ESV um, as a default, and I use the New King James, and I also use the King James um, AV. Um, but I think I also use, and if you, for those of you listening, have the ability to speak other languages or do actively speak other languages look at the translations that you have available um i'm speaking especially to those of you guys who probably don't speak english to your native tongue um look to those translations and the equivalent that will help you because some of the language in the king james isn't that straightforward but also in the esv if you're not a native speaker it can be tricky sometimes so do find the equivalent um i personally use the luther bible equivalently but the the issue of that um, is that, you know, German, very specific, um, and not everyone speaks German, but also at the same time, not everyone speaks early modern English. And what I would recommend to you guys who are listening is find a translation, um, wherever you are in the world tuning in, and find something that will help you access God's marvellous word. And I do urge that. And um, so, yeah. Do find something or the equivalent. And if you've got people in your local church, you've got people who can help you, ask them. Ask for help. Always ask your your brothers in Christ, your sisters in Christ for help. Um, because there's no shame in not understanding parts of the Bible and understanding the language. Always ask for help. Um, 100% right. I think that's a good advice there as well. If you ever do struggle, do go ask for help. We shouldn't be ashamed in our churches to ask. And I think... Especially in England, I mean, you know, we think most of our audience is probably from England, but if you're not, then, you know, great to have you on board as well. Um, but there's a culture of not wanting to ask or to speak in England, and we're quite upper, tight upper lips sometimes in churches. Do ask, ask questions, uh, and do Bible studies with each other. Do Bible studies with our believers, with different translations, and it really yeah. is a wonderful experience. I recommend yeah. doing that. Um, don't just all have one you know one translation have a variety and do it together and help each other out don't let one person dominate everyone can talk everyone can discuss and have a, and you can really have a really good time in god's word yeah. so 100 percent uh with that i think it's an important thing to, to to bring out i i do want to also bring out very quickly as well is that um in, earlier i said the old niv i just want to clarify that it's just because i just prefer the old niv to the new NIV. the 1984 text edition yes. yeah, com- compared to the 2011 edition yeah there's a lot of changes to the text which i just 
don't like and I I'll, think... I'll give you I'll give you one quickly Michael which I think is a uh, so there's obviously the gender neutral language which has been brought in which I, I don't necessarily have a problem with but one of the changes that they made um I, I mean it's 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 not that this is untrue and this again is where you know these aren't these translations aren't competing with each other they can complement each other you know the fact that we have such a wide variety of English translations, or it can be confusing, but it can also be a real blessing. But the translation in uh, Jeremiah 23, where it talks about, uh, you know, uh, the branch, the branch um, being Christ, uh, and it talks about the Lord, our righteousness. That's how most translations uh, translate the, the, the Hebrew there. But the new NIV says, the Lord, our righteous saviour, which is not untrue. You know, he is our righteous saviour. But like the great truth of the gospel is that Christ's righteousness is imputed to us. You know, we we give him our sin. He gives us his righteousness. Um, yeah. So the Lord, our righteousness has a much, you know, what what Isaiah is, as just Jeremiah even, <laughs> get it right, um, Ooh, is, get is wrong... talking about. Yeah, Josh, that's a to in your Christian. Uh, oh, uh, but, but yeah, but the, the, yeah, the point is, you know, that that is a very important point and the new NIV misses that completely. So if you're just using the new NIV, you're going to miss, you know, that is a Things huge like that, point yeah. of that passage, which is in the original language. That's how it should be translated. Uh, but they've kind of missed the bus a bit. Here. And they also love to, to use the word love in place for any other word possible. So like mercy, they just use the word love and it, it doesn't mean the same thing. And I think it's been caught up in a few like problems there. Cause I've been doing the Psalms with all the other guys and it doesn't hold up the psalms some of them do but some of the other versions esv especially does bring out some of the psalms a bit better with the language they use a bit more diverse and actually probably a bit more accurate as well with language because yeah, yeah they, just, they don't they don't just like use different words for the sake of it like if if, if it's the same word in the greek or the hebrew it's the same word in the esv yep. like that's they don't they don't tend to mess around <laughs> which is why i like it so I mean, let's kind of bring this to a, to a close then, because we are coming to the end of this uh, episode, and we actually are keeping to kind of time-ish, which is not bad for us for once. Um, if we had to recommend one Bible to a new believer, say you got a friend uh, who uh, is looking for a Bible, what translation would you recommend as a first one to go to? So who wants to go first? Ryan, let's go to Ryan first, because you you got experience. Well, I um I had a friend who actually asked me the other day. Um, what Bible translation should I get? Because they, they're telling me they've been reading the Bible on their phone using Bible Gateway. And I said, um, a really good example would be the ESV. So what I've done is I've actually gone away and purchased them an ESV, which I'll be giving them when I next meet them. Because as, as we have discussed, it offers a very strong literal translation, which is very clear, and it stands up to the, the Greek and the Hebrew. Um, in a way which some translations don't. Um, also, we want to think about accessibility. This person isn't actually a Christian, and but they're interested, they have questions. And if I presented them with a, an AV, I think that would just be a stumbling block. So for me, the a, the ESV is a really good option. And also, Ryan, you said something as well, which I want to bring up very, very quickly. You know, a phone Bible or a handheld Bible, get one in your hand. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's good to have a Bible on your phone, you know, when you're traveling and stuff, but always have a paper copy of a Bible. It's so much better. Um, and I recommend it myself. Um, anyway, Josh, 
would you recommend as your well brian's kind of stolen my thunder because i was going to say the esv as well <laughs> that's good no um, it's good that, we, that, 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 you, that you're agreeing that's a yeah good i i i mean in in days gone by i would have recommended the new king james or even the niv um but the new king james i find is great but it can be a little bit clunky in places and you know the the, the bible i mean especially like some of the psalms in the old testament is is incredibly poetic but the new king james for me loses that it, it, it kind of it is it's just a you know the king james has symmetry and poetry and you know it flows really nicely and uh, the new king james you know it obviously updates the wording great but it loses that poetry it loses that yep. symmetry and you know that beauty so yeah i would say the esv as well yep I think I'll ask with you guys, the ESV oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, certainly is our recommendation here on this podcast. I, you know, if you can get a hand on the old NIV, it certainly is not a bad shout either. The new NIV I would be careful with, uh, but ESV, I think, wins here. So we would all recommend the ESV if you're buying a new Bible or buying it for, for, for a friend who is, you know, new to the faith or isn't a Christian. So... There we go. There's our reasons why we're not solely AV Christians and why we read other Bibles. I hope that you found, you found that interesting. Thank you to both Ryan and Josh. I see Josh has got his hand up, so I'm going to well, go back to him just, for a second. I just thought it would be helpful to to end on a word of exhortation, just encouraging everyone to to make a habit of reading their Bible um, every day because it is it is literally our food and drink. You know, we are eating. Uh, the words of Jesus, you know, we're drinking it, drinking it all in. You know, we need to feed us ourselves as Christians. So that is one of the most, up there with prayer, these are the two most important activities that we as Christians can uh, take part in. And I think we should also not just do that individually, but also collectively, you know, having times of uh, studying the word together and praying together is, is such a wonderful blessing. And that is how, uh, that is one of the, the chief, uh, means of grace that the Lord uses to, to bless us and to build us up as, as believers. So I would just yeah, really encourage you all to um, to stick stick with your Bible readings, uh, find a good Bible reading plan, uh, read, read it with a friend uh, or a brother or a sister in Christ. And yeah, you will, you will be, you will be blessed. You will feel the benefit of it. Amen to that. That's a good way to end. So thank you to both Ryan and Josh for that. Um, and stick around next month hopefully god willing there'll be an, another one of these we, we have no idea what it'll be on but i'm sure it'll be good so thanks again and we'll see you very soon we hope that you will enjoy this podcast please do let us know what topics you want to hear us cover but until next time thank you very much for listening and god bless <laughs>